Welcome to Mobile New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a mother to two small children, a coach, writer, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's episode, which is an exploration of this shift into the deep autumn, into the archetypes of Scorpio and death, really the rich wisdom and transformation that's available in this season. I'm coming to you with a cold, so I'm sorry if I sound, you know, not great. (laughs) I feel okay, and it's not COVID, so I'm really grateful for that. Today, I want to share a recording of our last Rooting In call in the Cedar Lodge community, which is a 20-minute meditation and teaching that I offer once a month. And in this call, I offer my insights and uh, what I see happening in this amazing transition that the fall brings, the transformation of these deciduous trees as they turn different colors and release their leaves, and as the leaves descend onto the soil, the decomposition that we're already seeing in the mushrooms that are popping up all over as a result of the cooler, wet temperatures and the new material that's decomposing on the soil. This period is so important in the cycle of the year. It may not be as perhaps exciting to everyone as the spring or the summer, but this is the period that enables life to come again. Even though it seems very dark, it may feel um, kind of depressing or hopeless, and you're allowed to feel those things, of course. But to me, this is really, this is such an invigorating time because if we can learn to really work with it in different ways than what we probably learned in dominant culture as people growing up in the West, if we can learn to work with this time, then we can really be reborn, just like the plants and just like the you know new animals that will be born in the spring. So our role isn't to control the season, but to really work with it, really letting the act of release, of exhaling, and really letting the archetype of death into our lives, including in our professional ones. So this is what I'll share today in this recording. There will be a guided meditation, some teaching, uh, a quote from Rebecca Solnit that I think you will really love. So I hope that it feels clarifying and empowering to you as you descend further into the autumn season. So before I switch over to our recording, I want to lead us through our opening invocation. So wherever you are, you can just settle into your seat or into your body if you're standing or moving and just take a conscious breath with me as I read these words. May each of us be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Cowlitz and Clackamas tribes, among many others, who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started. So wherever you are, go ahead and just settle in. If you can be looking outside as we go, that's always nutritive unless it's too distracting. 
but just settling into your space, into your seat, into your body, making sure that you're comfortable, making any adjustments that you need, getting a nice beverage or a cozy blanket, whatever helps you to feel really just safe and comfortable in this time. Um, before I dive in, I want to just take a moment to honor and acknowledge the fact that I'm recording this on the unceded territories of the Clackamas, Cowlitz, and Chinook tribes, among others. And so grateful for this chance to be here with you in present time in the midst of this wild world and this um, unique period in history that we're moving through. So um, thank you for joining me today. I want to start with our grounding visualization, and I want to kind of go back to the beginning of when these calls were conceived and um, use this as a chance to really root in to the earth and into our home, into our bodies and this earth that sustains us. I came across this really beautiful quote yesterday um, by Richard Rohr. He wrote, when all of you is present, the banquet will begin. So we'll take a moment now to collect ourselves and to become present so that the banquet, the celebration, the joy and ease that comes with that can begin. And if that's not all of your experience, if there's sadness here or resistance or um, overwhelm, that's always welcome too. But wherever you are, go ahead and settle in into a position where you can be in for about five to 10 minutes. If it's comfortable for you, you can close your eyes. You might want to place your hand on your legs or your feet on the floor. And just take a couple of breaths to arrive. Imagining that with each inhale, you draw your energy and awareness and attention back into your body, into this moment. And with each exhale, just releasing any preoccupation with what's already happened today or what's to come. Seeing if you can really collect yourself and give yourself the luxury of just being here with nowhere else to be, nothing else to do, no one to care for, to perform for. It's just you with yourself. And taking a moment to tune into your feet, your hips, your shoulders, all the way up to the crown of the head. Noticing if your spine wants to elongate at all. And imagining that a few inches above the crown of your head is a small ball of light. It can be any color that you choose. It can be still or moving. This ball just represents your loving awareness. It offers healing, grounding. It can neutralize any energy that's out of balance or cultivate vitality where you need it. 
And we're just going to imagine that this small ball of light enters through the crown of the head and it's going to journey through the body, bringing you whatever it is that you need today. So imagining it coming in through the skull, the face, allowing you to soften your jaw, to bring a sense of ease to the cheeks, to the eyebrows. Imagining it traveling down your neck, your throat, into your shoulders, your upper back, clearing away any cobwebs of tension. You can imagine this ball splitting in two and traveling down your arms into your hands, clearing away any stagnant energy that may have collected there. Coming back and joining together into one ball of light in your chest. Traveling down to your upper belly, your mid back. Again, offering any ease or vitality or grounding that you need into your belly your low belly, your sacred creative center, nurturing your low back, your hips, your pelvic bowl, bringing with you a sense of anchoring and safety. You might imagine the balls separating into two again and traveling down your legs nourishing and softening your knees, your calves, all the way back down into the feet. And again, clearing away any stagnant energy that's collected here or bringing some lightness to the feet if they're tired. And just taking a deep breath to settle in, noticing how you feel. making lots of space for any part of the body that's still tight or uneasy and noticing where in your body you feel peaceful, comfortable. And imagining now that at your root chakra where your seat meets the chair at the base of your spine is a root that comes from your body down into the soil. This is your magical connection to the earth. It can be invisible. It can be an actual root. It can be a cord or a rope. Whatever comes to mind first is perfect. And it's so powerful that it can travel through the foundation of the building that you're in, through the concrete, through the rocky top layer, into the rich, fertile soil beneath the clay. And see if you can imagine it going so far down that you can feel it anchoring in to the metallic earth. And now imagine this cord getting wider so that you can send down any messages of love, appreciation, 
any sorrow or worry that needs to be composted and recycled by the earth. And you can also imagine drawing up nutrients, drawing up this rich, fertile earth so that it sort of pools in the lower half of your body, anchoring you, making you steady. And again, just neutralizing any energy that feels frantic or out of balance and bringing a vitality to any parts of you that need it. So just taking a few moments to channel and connect with the earth in this way, in your unique connection to the earth, drawing up what you need and also sending down any authentic feelings of gratitude or messages you'd like to share or feelings you'd like to compost. And taking one more breath, remembering that you can always come back to this place. This root is always part of you. It goes with you throughout your day. And when you're ready, releasing this visualization and coming back into the room, opening your eyes, stretching. You may want to have some water. I want to take some time now to offer my view on where we are in the cycle of the seasons. So this week on, gosh, it's Friday, the 22nd, October 22nd, the sun will move from the sign of Libra into Scorpio. And so we move from the early fall period into the center of fall. We really settle into this season. The leaves that are going to be dropping have shifted color they are vibrant on the trees and there is an ancient process underway of abscission of the trees cutting away these leaves that they know they can't carry into the winter. And so with the move from Libra to Scorpio, we move from the early fall into mid fall and we also move from the air element into water. And there's three water signs throughout the Zodiac. You have Scorpio, Cancer and Pisces, and they each have their own texture, right? Water is such a dynamic element. And if you think of it in terms of what we're seeing this time of year, you might think of Scorpio as a heavy purifying rain. It's this heavy, much needed, long awaited flood, this rain that enables the process of decomposition to be underway it carries away the dry soil, the top layers, the sediment that needs to be washed away in a balanced manner. And so there is a, a period of purification coming. And you may have already felt that in the early fall period, but as the days get darker, as the rain intensifies, at least here in the Pacific Northwest, it's an invitation to really surrender to your own process of purification and decomposition. With Libra to Scorpio, we move from justice, this archetype of justice to death in the tarot. And so there is this surrender, this need to move away from this period of 
observing and balance and intellect into this period of washing away and breaking down and dying. And it's a time that in my mind really sets a tone for the rest of the year and not to place a lot of weight on it or, or cause any panic or fear, but what we do in this window, in this four weeks of intense death and surrender and letting go enables space for the rebirth that's going to come in Sagittarius season and later in November and in the rebirth that comes with the winter solstice in December. And if, if the leaves neglected to drop their leaves, if they held on to them, not only would the trees suffer and potentially die in the coming spring because all of their leaves have frozen and are not able to bud or, or bloom again, but the leaves themselves would be taken or stolen from the earth. And so the soil would become less fertile and less robust. The earth desperately needs this time, this ecosystem that we're in here in the Northern hemisphere needs this time. It needs the leaves to be cut off for there to be a death here so that the tree can survive. And this time is dark and it's disorienting and I'm not going to pretend that it's easy. I know many people are entering into this period a little reticent or hesitant or even fearful because it might mean another winter of isolation or darkness or disorientation. And so I don't wanna pretend that this is easy but I do want to encourage you to surrender to it as much as you feel able to right now. And in terms of our topic here, in terms of your vocation, your professional life, not only is it a period of sort of surrendering to the darkness and letting go of the need to make things make sense right now, because sense-making in this period is very different. It's also a time to really play with letting go of your professional identities with your facades that we all carry throughout the day with our identities as someone with a certain level of education or a degree or a certain level of experience or a certain job title or a certain salary range to even release your grasping on any on hopes that you have for the future or ideas that your mind has come up with about how you need to be in your career or how you need to be in your profession or how ambitious you need to be. Really letting go of the identities that feel heavy or scary or like they've just lived out their time. And you might want to, as you think about that, you may wanna pay special attention to the identities that when you imagine letting them go, you might notice that there's a certain level of wanting to cling on or, or saying like, oh no, not that. Or you, part of you may kind of scoff and say, oh, I could never you know, not be a graphic designer or you know, HR professional or whatever it is, whatever you're carrying. And even if nothing external changes after this period, I do encourage you in the next four weeks to really play around with what would it be like if I wasn't in this role? Who am I without a job? Who am I without paychecks? Who am I without this job title? Who am I without that degree? 
and really noticing like where there's freedom in that letting go. Because clinging on to something, even if it's a wonderful thing, that clinging, that grasping, that takes a lot of energy. And so in this period where it's already going to be dark, where we're already going to be invited to turn inward, where that can feel really hard, we don't feel as energized maybe as we do in the spring and summer, we can save a lot of energy and support our energy reserves by remembering to let go and to loosen that clinging or that grasping. These trees, these deciduous trees that are dropping their leaves right now, they know that the core of themselves, the core of the tree is enough. It has enough nutrients to last through the winter. If the trees believed that the leaves were all that they had, all that they would ever have, they wouldn't be able to cut them away or to surrender them to the winds. And we have to remember that the leaves aren't all that we have either. Our external identities, the projects we're involved in, the work that we do, the relationships we have, the homes that we live in, those aren't us. Those are the leaves that we have that need to change and will go through different periods of evolution. So it's okay if this is painful or scary, but in this next four weeks, I encourage you to surrender to the purification that's here and to remember that the leaves aren't all that you have, that there will be new leaves in the spring. And so the parts of you that are ready to fall away, the parts of you that don't wanna be grasped or clung to anymore, that we can let those go. And it can be in tiny, tiny ways, one minute less of holding on each day, one less check of the email, one less check of the bank account, whatever it is, it can be small, but I encourage you to try it, try it out. I wanna share with you this beautiful quote by Rebecca Solnit, and you can just let the words sort of wash over you. It's a little long, but no need to hold on. Just notice which words stand out to you. She wrote, the future is dark, which is the best thing the future can be, I think. It's an extraordinary declaration asserting that the unknown need not be turned into the known through false divination or the projection of grim political or ideological narratives. It's a celebration of darkness, willing, as that I think indicates, to be uncertain even about its own assertion. Most people are afraid of the dark, literally when it comes to children, while many adults fear above all, the darkness that is the unknown the unseeable, the obscure. And yet the night in which distinctions and definitions cannot be readily made is the same night in which love is made, in which things merge, change, become enchanted, aroused, impregnated, possessed, released, renewed. And so that is my anchor for the next four weeks to remember that there's something magical about this time, about this darkness and that it doesn't have to be as scary or as painful as our minds or our egos might tell us that it is. And there's plenty of space for the fear as well. So that's what I have for you, my friends. Be well, thank you so much for joining me in this time. And I'm wishing you a really lovely, decomposing, regenerating four weeks ahead. Oh, I hope you enjoyed that recording and I hope that you're feeling a little more open to letting the parts of your professional life 
that are feeling heavy, overworked, or just in need of some space, that you're feeling empowered to let those go. Really trusting that your identities aren't all of you and that whatever needs to come back, whatever needs to be reborn in the spring will be. If this felt resonant to you, I want to make sure you know about Cedar Lodge, which is a virtual community that I'm so honored to steward. It's a community of people like you who are courageously open to doing work with integrity, to doing work that has soul behind it. We come together in different avenues each month in virtual live space twice a month. We have daily discussions on our private platform. We gather in person outdoors every season. We just had our gathering for the fall this past weekend. So if you know that you need more from your working life, if you know that you're meant for more than overwhelm and burnout and work that just doesn't feel very interesting to you or meaningful... Join us. There are people there who are learning how to do this, who are unlearning the harmful norms of capitalism in the modern workplace, and it's a really vibrant community. You can learn more at the link in the show notes or by visiting awildnewwork.com. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me today. I will be back with you in two weeks. So take good, good care, and I'll see you on the other side.